When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for the Five on the Floor podcast. Thanks for finding us on the Five Reasons Sports Network. And make sure to check out our website, fivereasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com for all the latest columns, podcasts in our network, videos from our YouTube channel, merchandise, and more. Today's episode is brought to you by Doral Toyota, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary. That's right, 50 years with below market prices on new and used vehicles. Five Reason Sports listeners get a dedicated manager to work with. So don't won't just work with a salesperson. You work with a dedicated manager if you just mention five reasons or five on the floor. They've got over 1,500 new and used cars to choose from. It's easy to get to right off 826 and 836, a few blocks from International Mall. They've got in House financing available for all your credit challenges. So visit DoralToyota.com. Again, that's DoralToyota.com for more details or visit the showroom. It's at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. That's 9775 Northwest 12th Street in Doral. And before we get to today's episode, just want to let you know, we did this interview on Saturday. It's after Jay Crowder suffered what turned out to be a concussion, which put him in the concussion protocol in Friday's game. But when Jay spoke to us, seemed perfectly fine, but obviously taking all of the precautions. So we don't know when Jay's coming back to play. We hope it's on Wednesday. We didn't cover any of that. We really wanted a biographical sketch of his time before he got to the NBA and also in the NBA. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Today we have a special guest, one of the new additions to the Miami Heat, who's made a big impact to the Heat since he joined the team. I'm also here with Alphonse Sidney, but the big guest today is not Alf. It is Jay Crowder, number 99 on the court, and again, someone who's made a big impression so far. And I just want to start there. I, I want to do some biographical stuff with you here, Jay, and I appreciate you joining us. Um, I, I read the piece uh, that was uh, that was done by Joe over at the Heat about you just for a little bit more background, but, but I think there are some fans who still don't know some things, even though you've been in the league so long, that they probably should know. So let me throw some stuff at you. You tell me the origin of it. Right. Boss Man. Where does Boss Man come from? Because that is, that's the nickname. That's on the IG account. What's the origin of that? Just a nickname given for my uh, my best friends. I have two best friends, and this nickname they gave me, uh, I just ran with it, I guess. And then um, 
just ahead of my family. So I guess I'm the boss man. So uh, it's, it's very fitting for me in my lifestyle. And it's, it's two ends at the end, correct? I want to make sure we get this yeah, right. Yeah, I put two ends because uh, I don't want to, I don't want anything to be uh, one day copyrighted or anything like that. So <laughs> I put two ends on the end of it. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of like, uh, what was it? Pat Riley was uh, copywriting three Pete. So you've got, you've got boss right. man from now, from now yeah. until the end of the time. Yeah. Um, I got another one for you. So number 99, okay. I, again, it's not, I, I didn't even know you were allowed to wear 99 because yeah. The officials are only supposed to go up to five on both hands. Like Jason Williams down <laughs> here with Miami at 55. That was the most you're supposed to be able to go. Why did you start yeah. wearing 99? And did you need approval to wear 99? Well, the reason why is because, like I said, I have two best friends. One of them, when I got traded to Boston, I was number nine in Dallas. And I got traded to Boston for Rondo. So I just felt like with what he had done in Boston, I didn't want to be number nine. Uh, I felt like that number should go in the Raptors one day uh, in Boston. And I just wanted to show respect. And my best friend at the time was in college college football. He was number 99. So I dedicated uh, my number to him. I got the same exact number as him. Um, and that's the real reason why. And I know I didn't have to get any uh, confirmation from the league. It was so you could, in the NBA – you were able to wear a number from double zero to 99. I knew that. So uh, I was able to choose that number, but that's the sole reason why I chose number 99. But, but you're creating more work for the officials, though, Jay. You, know what, you don't want to piss off that's the fine. officials. That's I mean, fine. That's no, but, fine. Yeah, but then you've got to get fine. a bad call against you on the other end. they got to use four hands <laughs> instead of two. <laughs> well, well, I get bad calls every night. So. Well, that's, that's true. You, you, you and Duncan both. Um, it was a conversation we've had here on this podcast. Uh, Alf, you want to jump in with something? Yeah, Jay, uh, this is Alphonse. Um, I wanted to know, your father was a professional athlete. Did you ever feel any pressure to go into professional sports or sports in general, or is this just something you've always loved? Well, growing up, where I'm from, you have to play sports, period. Um, that's, that's, just, you know, that's just how it goes where I'm from. I'm from a, a small, town, small town outside of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, so... Growing up, I had to play sports, and obviously, I want to be just like my father. He was my role model growing up. He was already a professional athlete, and I wanted to just be just like him. So, I, well, I, did I feel any pressure? I can't say that I felt pressure, uh, but I did have some uh, some big shoes to fill with with his name being holding so much weight where I'm from. Uh, but at the same time, I just felt the I felt like I used his his um, success as motivation. Um, more than anything, I don't, I don't, I don't recall too much pressure being put on me. Uh, but I wasn't known for for being um, his, his, his son, so I did have to uh, compete at a high level, I, I should say. And I got the best side of all the kids around town. But um, I just wanted to be just like him. He was my, he was my biggest um, motivator growing up. He was the guy. He was a guy I wanted to be just like he. So it was very easy for me to following his footsteps in the, in the sense of just being, I just want to be just like him. I just had the dream of being just like him. I want to play basketball. Basketball is my first love, even though I did play football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got recruited to play football, but I, I just always love basketball. I come from a basketball family and we all play basketball. So um, that, that's, that's the real reason why um, I'm here today. Well, I'm going to get more into your background here in a second, but before I do, I, I've read about, and you talked about it in that interview with heat.com about the workouts yeah. that he put you through. So yeah. let's say you, you haven't been here that long and you, you're not here during the Pat Riley era, which was a whole different beast. I, you know, Eric is, uh-huh. has loosened that stuff up a little bit over the years, but can you compare a workout with your father to a workout with under 
the heat culture, so to speak, uh, what, what is harder to get through? Uh, what's harder to get through was probably my father's workout because at the time I wasn't, I wasn't like set mentally to, to go through a vigorous workout. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have the, uh, the mental toughness that I do now to go through anything tough physically. So I, I would say where growing up, it was very, it was more, it's much more difficult for me because it was times where I wanted to just be a kid and um, just play video games all day. And I, and I had to get a workout or two in. So, and I, and my dad didn't pressure me, but he did ask me like, if you want to do this, I hope you do it. I'm not pressuring you to do it, but I'm, we're going to do it. If you say you want you're going to do it. And what he meant by that is, uh, he was going to be on me. He was going to be on me. He was going to push me. He was going to um, encourage me at the same time. And some stuff that um, I couldn't do as a kid, like play video games all day. I, I still was able to play video games, obviously, but I wanted some kids in the summertime play video games all day. My friends might play um, football when I really need to train and run and then come back and then play football with them. So uh, it was definitely some stuff growing up that was much more tougher than what I go through now. Obviously, I'm a professional, and I do take care of my body at a high level. And, and here at the, the HEAT organization, uh, you do get held to a to a standard. And I feel like that just brings the best out of uh, us athletes. And um, I'm very much in tune of what, what goes uh, what goes down here. I'm, I'm, like, in sync with it. I'm okay with it. Um, and I respect it at the, in, in, in the same time. So it's very easy for me to transition myself. Uh, to this culture, to this heat, or, heat organization, uh, pretty much due to what I my upbringing and, and, and working out and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, I'm a professional, so my my time before I became a professional was much more difficult. So I saw you refer, and you always refer to Dwayne Wade as kind of your big brother. Um, and, yeah. and you quote used one of his quotes the other day that he used. I think he started using in the 0809 season after he came back from all those. Yeah. My, my belief is stronger than your doubt. Um, yeah. The doubt, it, it, did that start when you weren't heavily recruited? Because you had to, I mean, you, people just remember Marquette. They don't, they don't remember you were yeah. at two schools, including like Howard, yeah. or Marquette. Yeah. Uh, what, what, yeah. what went through that process, and, and why, why didn't people notice you, uh, you know, at first when you were coming out of high school? Well, I was always, um, I felt like I was always overlooked. I've always been overlooked, and that um, build, 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 it built my character. It built who I, what I stand for and what I, what I believe. And I, and I honestly believe, uh, the doubt, I still use the doubt to this day to drive me to be the best I can be. Um, I, I don't shy away from it. I don't get mad at it. I just use it as motivation. I just turn all those negative thoughts from, from other people, uh, into a positive. And I just try to use it to push myself each and every day, even days when I didn't want to don't want to do anything. I just use that, all that motivation, all the bad talk to just motivate me to be the better, uh, better player, better man that I was the day before. So that's one of the quotes that stick with me. Obviously, it's one of his, my big brother's quotes, Dwayne Wade. He's his main quote that I, I've taken away and um, implied into my lifestyle. And I just feel like, yeah, it does come from my background. It does come from not being heavily recruited. I don't know why I wasn't heavily recruited because I was a uh, top top football player. I was recruited at, at quarterback. I played quarterback for three years of RC in high school, and I was a point guard on the basketball team. So, uh, but I still flew under the radar. So I just took the longer route. Obviously, everybody in the world knows me as, as, as a kid coming out of Marquette. But like you said, I went to two schools uh, just before you can get into Marquette, two junior colleges to get to Marquette, and I had to bust my ass uh, to get to even just to get to Marquette. And from that point on, uh, I still wasn't 
that really cool to be an NBA basketball player. I feel like I had to prove myself. I was able to win Big East Player of the Year that last year in Marquette, which helped me a little bit, but I still had to go through 15-plus NBA draft workouts, and I still had to battle each and every uh, workout just to get drafted 34. So um, it's just part of my lifestyle. I've accepted it. Uh, I use every all the all the talk and all the um, the, the the negative energy that that gets thrown on my name. I use it as motivation. I just use it for all the little kids growing up in in, in a small town and showing them that anything is possible through hard work. So now the you're with the Miami Heat, and the Miami Heat have been known in the past for Kentucky players, Duke players, but now with you on the team, it seems like the Miami Heat's known for Marquette players as well. Uh, and I feel like I keep asking you about pressure, but do you feel any pressure with the guys, the Marquette guys that have come before you that have played for this team? And how does it feel to just have such such a uh, Marquette community around you now in in your professional career? Yeah. Uh, do I feel any pressure to answer that question? I honestly don't. I honestly don't. I have the support from all my fellow Marquette people who played in, within the organization, especially Dwayne Wade, my big brother. Obviously, he supports each and every game um, that we play in. So, uh, me being a, me playing with Jimmy again, or one of, one of my Marquette teammates, um, it's great. Just great to be a part of. I know what he brings to the table. I know how hard he works. It is no coincidence that we uh, mesh well together uh, because we do push each other. We do push each other and we have fun with it, but uh, we do set the bar high for one another and we do hold each other to a high account, higher standard. Uh, so uh, just being a part of the organization where some Marquette guys have came through, it feels right. I told my friends as soon as I got traded and, and played a few games, I was probably like three games in, I told them it feels right. I just, I, just something about uh, the fit and um, the mode of, of of everything from top to bottom, the organization and the team. Uh, it just feels right. Uh, I honestly feel like um, I can make this home. I'm trying to make this home. Um, I feel like uh, I can grow in this organization uh, and continue to be the player and the leader that they want me to be. Uh, and it's just, like I said, I don't feel any pressure. It feels right. I'm having fun with it. And it's, it feels good to have uh, a Marquette the whole Marquette alumni um, are behind us here, here at, Mar- here at Mi- Miami. And um, with me and Jimmy still playing together, it just reminds me me back to my Marquette days with him and battling with him and practicing. And it just feels right, man. We'll get back to our episode with Jay Crowder here in a second. But before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network and the one that I need the most, which is Cervani Men's Custom Clothier, because it can be frustrating to shop for dress clothes. You can't find the right fit, color, or style, or maybe you never know what to wear or how to wear it. It doesn't fit quite properly, right? Maybe you got a wedding, a special event coming up, or you just wear professional attire daily, or maybe you cover the Miami Heat and you've been told in the past you're a little bit too sloppy. You've got to go see Blanca over at Cervani Men's Custom Clothier in South Miami, her private showroom located right across from Sunset Place on Red Road. Cervani has been designing fine custom-made clothing in South Miami with a personal touch for over 30 years. Your custom-made, that's right, custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit you just the way you like, and it's a fun experience going through all of it. I want to go back, okay? So schedule a private consultation with Blanca to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion. Give her a call at 305-310-2085. Again, that's 305-310-2085. Nothing fits like custom-tailored clothes. Stop 
buying off the rack. Another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. Spell it out, O-N-E, calllegal.com. They've got someone there 24 hours a day to get you started on your case. And they've got an office right there in North Miami, right off of 95, right before the Golden Glade. So they're based here in Miami, but they handle cases from all over the state and all kinds of cases, whether it's slip and fall, personal injury, traffic tickets, immigration, or just about anything. Else. It's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, onecalllegal.com. And now, back to Jay Crowder. Well, I want to get into that in more detail because, again, this is the Twitter world we live in. And I know you're active on Twitter. You're all uh-huh. caps on Twitter. I want to get into that uh-huh. in a second because that's part of your signature, uh-huh. I think, at this stage. But there was uh-huh. also, I think people misunderstand stuff on Twitter. So uh, there was, uh-huh. wasn't there supposedly Twitter beef between you and Jimmy at some point? What was that about, and how did people misinterpret that? Because I, when you were traded here, <laughs> all these people were, like, texting me or messing me on Twitter, like, well, Jay and Jimmy don't like each other. Don't you remember that thing? And I'm like, what? I, I said, I don't. And then I looked, I, I had forgotten about that whole situation. What was that, and, and how did that get misconstrued? Well, he was playing for Minnesota. He didn't play the- Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Again, he was back in Minnesota and we had I was just traded to Utah and some stuff had went down on the court and Tiz was talking to me, blah 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 blah. He replied on Twitter and said, Stay away from Jay, stay away from my coach. That, that's not that's not beef. Obviously that's uh, our competitive nature, just talking trash. We, even when we were teammates, we didn't want to be on the same team in practice because we wanted to push each other. Like I said, we still hold each other to a higher standard, and we still go with each other each and every day. Obviously, now it's much different than when we were we were, we were in college. And um, but we're definitely been we, we was always friends. That wasn't that serious. People blew that out of proportion. It got it went viral, all the retweets and stuff like that. But it was never just hate. <laughs> it was just all competitive uh, trash talk. And I just feel like um, we've always had that. We've always been able to trash talk each other. Whatever we do, like last night we were playing dominoes on the plane, me and him, and trash talking each other to death, flying from <laughs> New Orleans to Washington today. So uh, just in our competitive nature, just to sit around and, and talk trash to each other and push each other to a high standard. But at the same time, we're all fighting the same goal. And we just want to be the best uh, at whatever we do. So um, that was what, that's, I was- that's all that was about. Okay, good. Well, all right. So we've cleared that up. Uh, and but I'm because I'm watching the other day before the game, and I know the guys have these elaborate handshake rituals, but you have one with Jimmy that's next level. Like I, I, I need to video this at the next game. Like that's on my list of things to do. Did that come yeah. from first thing? Can you describe it in any way? And did that come from Marquette, or did you guys just come up with that in the past three weeks? Well, first of all, we call each other salt and pepper. Um, 
Uh, that's just a nickname we, we, we have, we ran with. And uh, what we're doing, we're just giving each other salt and pepper. I just feel like we, when you see us hold our hand out, he's giving me the salt and I'm giving him the pepper, vice versa, however you want to twist it. Uh, and we just we just build a handshake off of it. <laughs> it's just being fun, being funny. But we call each other salt and pepper, and that's, that's just the handshake. <laughs> Alf, I'm gonna leave this to you, man, because I, <laughs> I, like, I feel like we need to play. I feel like we need to play push it in the background now. The rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna ask who's salt and who's pepper, but I, I guess you answered that. He always, uh, he always says he's pepper because it's more spicy. But okay, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever flows his boat, I guess. All right. So speaking speaking of salt and pepper, so now you're down in Miami. Um, not a bad place to be, right? Um, what have you what have you enjoyed as far as like going out food um places to see what have you done in miami or have you just been so busy so far you haven't really been able to enjoy the city see what people don't understand is my house has been there for the past few years so my i own a home in miami before before this trade i work out my off season is spent in in miami Uh, my agent is in miami my dad is an hour and a half away in fort myers so we're all south florida i'm from atlanta obviously but I've, i've moved a lot of my family to to the South Florida area, and um, that's our, that's just home. That's home for me. Uh, even though I still have a condo in, in Atlanta, I just don't live there. I'm, I'm from there. I just don't live there. My house is in Miami. It's been there for the past three and a half years. So, um, the 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 move is very easy for me. I, I have a chef. I don't go out to eat too often. When I do, I have a few spots that I've get, gotten to know the owners of. Just being there in the off season. Uh, my trainers is my trainers are in Miami. My masseuse is in Miami. So everything's just right there where I need it. And the trade was much much easier for me uh, to get acclimated back home. I feel like and I just people didn't know that, but uh, yeah, my house was already there, so the move wasn't that bad. And um, the lifestyle, obviously, um, it can get the best of you. But like I said, I live there, so um, I'm, I'm I feel like it's home. I don't go out often. Um, I love to be on the water when I can, but I haven't had any off days here trying to get uh, squeeze the best uh, out of my opportunity here the, the, the second half of the season. So I haven't had much time to just down, the, uh, just get around um, and, and, and do what I usually do, like go to my restaurants uh, in, the, in the off season. So I just stay at home, I stay in the gym, and I go to work each and every day. And I, I might go in my backyard and catch some sun sometimes after after practice. But other than that, I'm I'm home or at the gym. So no South Beach flu for you? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm well beyond that. I'm well beyond that. I got, the, I got those days behind me. I, I, there, there were some people who thought that uh, some of the guys had Bourbon Street flu at the beginning of yesterday's game. So it, the South Beach flu, is, is, <laughs> we, we, we need to keep it there when opponents come into Miami. Yeah, um, yeah we were turning the ball over crazy. Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little bit. Made a run at the end. Um, I, I wanted to get to that a little bit because I, I think that's sort of the human side of this that people forget. Um, you know, a guy like yourself who's been with so many teams. I mean, you know, been with Dallas, mm-hmm. been with Boston, been with Memphis, uh, you know, and all that. And you end up in, in Cleveland I mean, for that short stint there, Utah, mm-hmm. that every time there's like a personal th- – I mean, people are just like, guys, traded. Okay, now he's got to acclimate on the court. you got to acclimate to your life. Um, what, what is it like being a good NBA player who's had to spend so much time in so many different places? Do you like being exposed all these different organizations, uh, cities. I don't mind it. Or is I actually, it tough? I actually don't mind it. I actually don't mind it, especially with the with the way I've approached it. I just approach it as a business, uh, as a job. It's my job to, to to travel. I signed up for this. And me being going to two unit, two colleges before I got to Marquette and moving away from home at 18 
it really built me for this. You know what I mean? I'm not, I never get homesick. <laughs> Even when I was 18, I left home. People ask me where I'm homesick. I wasn't homesick. I just wanted I wanted better for myself. And so it, it, it allowed me to grow and, and be a man at, at a young age. So me moving in the NBA is much, it's not different. Uh, I have, I have two, two guy friends who go everywhere with me. Um, I have my girlfriend. She travels with me everywhere. And we just always stay together. Uh, I told him well, well before uh, my first trade, it, it was going to be a bumpy ride, ups and downs. Um, we just have to stick together, and that's what we've done. And it, that my family has done a great job of supporting me through it, whatever it is. And everywhere I've been, I've tried to make an impact. And and, and we, we joked about it when I went to Utah with, with Miami and got the standing ovation and turned around and go to Cleveland and get a standing ovation. All these places I've been, I've always had a positive impact on them. I just that's all I that's all I really want to do is, is impact the culture, impact the organization, impact the city in in a positive way. And I had a short stand in Cleveland and we went back and played Cleveland and they gave me a little a little standing ovation. So just them embracing me and showing that their appreciation for me as a basketball player, uh, it speaks volumes of what I what I bring to to the, to the table. And I just feel like I wanted to do that in each and every city I went to. I go back to Dallas today. The Dallas fans love me. They asked me to come back. Um I, I go to Boston and get a huge standing ovation. You know, these places all I've impact I've impacted and they've impacted me as well. So I embrace the, the journey of, of my own personal journey. I embrace it. I don't I don't get mad. I don't get um sad. I don't get down on myself. I just embrace it and each each place I go to I try to make the biggest impact possible. And I always have one goal when I get to a team, and that's just to win the championship. And I just try to put my best foot forward to uh, to win, win games, and win the championship. Well, I can already tell you, uh, being on Twitter, you already become quickly a fan favorite down here. Uh, <laughs> just from your play, the way you carry yourself, how hard you hustle, all that, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. But I do want to go back to something you're talking about with, before with Jimmy and trash talking. So we know Jimmy's a trash talker, and we've heard uh-huh. some of the trash talking practices is pretty legendary with the Miami Heat. So uh-huh. after Jimmy, who's the biggest trash talker on the team that you've encountered so far? Udonis has him. <laughs> no doubt. No you doubt, Udonis. But you know what's funny about that? I was just about to comment on this. You, like, just vocally, I think people are going to notice this. You sound like UD. Do you notice that, Alf? Like, like just speech matterisms kind of the – Yeah. It's a candy, really. A crazy story about people that don't know about me and Udonis is my dad when he when they go play overseas, my dad was his 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 um we call it OG, his his older vet, his vet. And it's crazy that he's my vet now. And I remember uh, my dad just came to Miami, we just we all hung out after the game and we just talking, reminiscing. Uh but my he, he always says my if if it wasn't for my dad, he wouldn't be where he where he is today because he, he wouldn't have survived overseas without my without my father. And that's just a crazy relationship that they have amongst one another. And now to see me playing with him and him being my vet, it's it's unbelievable. And I try to soak up as much game as possible. I ask all the questions to him. He's probably tired of me. I sit beside him on the plane. I, I mean, I just I just I love him, man. He's a he's a hell of a he's a hell of a person, um, and on top of that, he's a hell of a teammate. And he, he doesn't BS around. You guys know him. He don't BS mm-hmm. around. He, he cuts it out how it is, and I love that about him. I respect that about him. I, and I like I like to have someone hold me accountable like that. Man, it's just amazing. 
uh, that, that the tables have turned and he's my vet now. My dad was his vet. It's crazy. Well, he's going to be playing until he's 68. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of time. For, I mean, as, as long as you are here, he's still going to Alf, Alf, do you hear it now? You hear, I hear you not when Jay talks. It's crazy. Like it's, it's, <laughs> he's in tip-top shape, too. He's in tip-top shape. Uh, oh, I know. He, he, he still says he kicks everybody's ass in practice. All right, just I got some rap. I got some rapid fire for you here uh, before you go. Just a few things uh, about it. Um, do you like the, the term when someone says someone's a three and D player, do you, do you like that characterization? I don't like it. The reason why? Because I feel like I'm a basketball player. I think that just puts a, puts a standard on you, puts a, sets a bar on you. I'm more than that. I, I mean, I do shoot threes. I do play defense. Okay. That fits me, but that's not all that I do on the basketball court. I'm much more than that. I'm a, I'm an all around player. I guard multiple positions. I make plays for my teammates. Um, I know how to play the game at a high level. I know the game. I read the game. I'm just much more than just a guy who shoots three and a guy who plays defense. I just I'm, I feel like I'm an overall all around um, basketball player. And I just so I don't like that term, but people use it all the time. I just feel like it just caps caps players and it puts a bar on them. The Marquette Hall of Fame, uh, which you went into, uh, what, what was the most gratifying part of that experience? The most gratifying probably was my. My my speech, my acceptance speech, I got choked up because I really wanted my mom to be there. My mom passed away two years ago. I knew how much she, she was excited for me to go to, to that university. Um, and just me giving that speech and dedicating everything I've done at, the, at that college to her uh, because she was the main main one driving me at that time. Um, I just I, I choked up a little bit because it meant so much to me because I know it meant so much to her. Um, and I just I feel like that was the most most humbling experience of my life, one of the most humbling experiences of my life, uh, to, to set my mind and, and body back those many years. And being there with her, um, it was just great to be a part of and great great honor on my name. Did Morant ever try to dunk on you in practice in Memphis? No, he would not try to – he never did. He wouldn't. He, 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 he actually have dunked on a few players on the team, um, but he, he never tried me. I, for the most part, we played together. We were on the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he did, he did, he had done on a few teammates before, but I'm not, I never was one. <laughs> uh, two more. You mentioned a championship many times. I know that that's your goal. Uh, yes, just can you put into, because uh, obviously there's been three down here and there's been a lot of guys who were chasing them a long time who found it here. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody from Zoe coming back to Gary Payton to Antoine Walker, yeah. they found championships here. What would, what would, could you put into words what it would mean to you? It w- <laughs> I mean, it's hard to put in words what it would mean to me because that's my ultimate goal as a basketball player, as a professional basketball player, just to win the championship. Uh, but it'll make all the hard work, all the long nights, all the stress. It'll make everything just pay off times 10. It's just, it's just, it, it would feel surreal, obviously. Uh, but it would will, it will just show me that hard work, even though I do feel, honestly, to this day, feel like hard work pays off. That would be the ultimate goal to, 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 to of my all of my hard work paying off is, is to hoist the championship trophy uh, because I put so much time. I'm away from my family so much um, for this game, and I just feel like that'd be the ultimate sign of, of, of hard work paying off for me to hoist a, a championship trophy in this league. All right, so be honest here. Final question: um, 
What do you think of Jimmy Butler's love for country music? And does it disappoint you that Udonis Haslam has now taken up a love for country music because of Jimmy Butler? I knew Jimmy Butler <laughs> loved country music back when we were in college. That's all he wanted to listen to. Jimmy Butler had the cowboy hat, cowboy boots, cowboy belt way back in Marquette days. So this is nothing new to me. Uh, his love for country music. He was singing it last night and I asked him, I actually liked the song he was singing. And I asked him to send it to me, he sent it to me. So, um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't mind it. I like it. It's, it is him. It is who he is. It is what he likes. And it's, it's good to see you done this. Uh, take on a few uh, of those songs and, and like him himself. And yeah, he, he actually asked Jimmy to make him a playlist of country music. So I'm excited for that. Can't <laughs> wait to hear, hear you walk around the locker room singing country music coming up. <laughs> Damn, you sound so much like him. It's crazy. All right. Is it okay when we promote this podcast if we put it in all caps? Can Alf and I put it in all caps? Where does that come from? Where does it, what, what, where did you, why did you start doing that? So back back when I was in high school, my first phone was a sidekick. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so from that point on, back in 2000, whatever, I started to use an all caps. It's much easier to type than text on that phone in all caps. Not knowing that I would go to an iPhone one day, it'd be a little more difficult, but it has become what, what I'm about. It's just That's how you know I'm texting you. That's how you know it's me. Someone texts you and says, Jay, and not in all caps, it's not me. <laughs> or if my or if my Twitter ever comes out with a tweet that's not all caps, I'm hacked. You were hacked. All of my social media, if it's not all caps, someone has hacked my account. So that's good. It's such for, a pain for in the ass, now. though, Jay. It's a, I mean, you got to hit shift every time. Okay, I, I I get it on the. I'm old so f- used to it now. I'm so I, I, used to it now. I, I know. All right, Jay. Cr- <laughs> Jay Crowder. Uh, we love to having you on. We'd love to have you here long term, obviously. And. You, you made a podcast that you'd like that as well. So, so thanks for doing it. And uh, we'll see you next week at the home games. Thanks, thanks man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll see you guys soon. Yep. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.